Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3 and 4. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sagar for thee. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. And I have loved thee, therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come. We are so appreciative of what you've done. We thank you for these United States of America. Even with all of the fathers that we have, it is still a great nation to live in. We thank you for shelter. Thank you, Lord, for this holiday season that we were able to gather with those that we loved and share together in fellowship. We thank you for these, your people who have come to share in worship. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so merciful. Now lift these words from the page and let them explode in our hearts that when we leave this place, we will leave it charged, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated in his presence. We are so happy, amen, for God's goodness and for his mercy. And I have a happy anticipation, amen, of what's on the way. Because I got a blessing on the way. And I thank God for that. Sometimes when you put your mind on what's to come, you don't even think about what you're going through right now. Amen. I can remember years ago when I stood on the floors of uh, Rich Food. I was uh, receiving checker. And uh, as I stood there, I had to check with a, had my overcoat on. And whenever they opened the doors, they, I was almost freezing. But I was thinking about, I'm going to get my check at the end of the week. And I started warming up. So sometimes just thinking about what is to come can make you warmer. I wonder, can you just get a warm thought right now? A warm thought. What's to come? How many of y'all know you got a future? Can y'all say to me, what's to come is greater than what I'm going through? Amen. Don't that make you give a nice smile on your face? What's to come? Oh, my God, my God. That's not my subject this morning. My subject this morning is you are not qualified for your next move. You are not qualified for your next move. I was getting ready to get into the steam room, and I heard the Lord say, you're not qualified for your next move. And of course, since I'd known the Bible for some time, I started running some references on you're not qualified for your next move. And of course, as I was thinking about this, uh, 
God began to reveal to me what it is that he was saying to me. But to qualify means to have a skill or an attribute necessary for an activity. Or to give somebody such a skill or attribute. To become legally legal for a position or privilege or to make someone legally eligible. And as I was thinking about this, I started thinking about Lord, and then, then, then after this he starts, he told me, he said, my people spend too much time trying to qualify for what I promised. That's a sermon right there by itself. <laughs> Nothing that you can do can qualify you for your next move. I know y'all thought I was the only one that didn't qualify. The truth of the matter is, nothing you can do can qualify you for your next move. I'm not talking about this little, little jobs and all that other kind of stuff that you might get. I'm talking about a real move. Because sometimes when you exchange job, you just exchange one turn for another. But when God promotes you, he promotes you into something better. And as I thought about this scripture here, this scripture came in my mind, Luke 17, 10. And I think the reason why God don't want us to qualify is because he don't want you to become arrogant. You ever notice the attitude of people who think they have qualified? They become very arrogant. I deserve this. I've done this to be here, and I've done Oh, my God, don't they just make you sick? I, I've done this, and I've had these many years of experience, and I, oh, Lord, have mercy. And I thought about this scripture here in the book of Luke chapter 17, verse number 10, reading from the King James text. This is what it says. So likewise, ye, when ye shall have done all these things which are commanded of you, Mm. Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. And I think sometimes we think because we make all the service, we pay our tithes, we give our offerings. And I did six dances. <laughs> I fasted uh, three times in one week. We think that all of this qualifies us. But the truth of the matter is, you're only doing what you're supposed to do. But Bishop, you don't understand, I sacrificed my rent money to pay my tithe. Now, it should never have been a sacrifice because it should have been the first thing that you did. And he said, after you've done all of these things, when I speak to people that don't speak to me, well, so what? God spoke to you and you didn't speak to him. So it ain't no big deal. It ain't no big deal, you know. 
And as I began to think about it, uh, I, it came in my mind, all that I am is because of him. I have not generated one goodness in myself. Anything good in my attributes came from him. It is only a reflection of him. I'm the mirror. He's the real thing. I can only reflect who God is. And then I start thinking about his name. And I thought, think about I am because he says, I am Yahweh. And the term Yahweh means literally, I cause to be. I want you to think about right now where you would have been had it not been for him. He caused you to be sitting on that seat that you're sitting on right now. You didn't generate that. He caused that to be because of who he is. And then I think about, well, you know, I'm sanctified. I think about this. I'm only sanctified because he is Jehovah Makedesh. I'm sanctified because he sanctified me. Can you say that? I'm sanctified because he sanctified me. How many of y'all got some friends that's still doing drugs? Now, you don't have to put your hand up. And you would have been doing them too because you have had enough on you to make you want to take a drink. Well, you might as well tell the truth. Smoke a joint. Mm. Lord Jesus. But because he sanctified I would have given in had he not sanctified me. So all I did was yield myself and he sanctified me. And then we can stop at the stop sign and we can pay our taxes and do all the legal stuff that we do that are just ordinary stuff. But I only can do that because he is Jehovah Teskinu. He is my righteousness. Michael, I didn't make up no righteousness. He is my righteousness. And I've been saved for, since I was, I counted it up the other day. I've been saved since I was 12. Because I got saved. Birthday came. I turned 13. February of the same year, I received the Holy Ghost. April of that following year, I was called to the ministry. And I've been able to stay in all of those years simply because the devil never caught me without him because he is Yahweh Shema. He was present with me. If the devil could have caught me one day without him, I, how many of y'all know that if he caught you one day without him, 
he would have had me. But on that particular day when he thought I was by myself, oh my God, he was there with me and I was not left by myself. Then I don't fear death. The only reason why I don't fear death is because he is Jehovah Raha. He's my shepherd. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Right now, I got everything I need. You know what the young lady said this morning? I got everything I need. Tell your neighbor, I got everything I need. Tell him I might not have discovered it all, but I got it. I'm looking over it. Lord, help me to see what I got. Mm. I got everything I need. Because the scripture says, right, he has given us all things that pertain to what? Life and the scriptures. Wow, my God, my God. And then I looked at Psalms 84, 11. This is what it says. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Mm, this tells somebody, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Tell him, so he's not holding nothing back from me. I already got it. Then I'm not worrying about sickness taking me out. Sickness can't take me out until he's ready to take me out. Why? Because he is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who healeth. Mm. And then for the last one. The enemy would have rode all over me. But he is Jehovah Nisi. Mm. The enemy would have rode over top of me. I know you thought you were smart and coy. But the truth of the matter is the only reason why the devil didn't snatch your mind the other day when you was halfway crazy was because God said, come so far and don't come no further. I, I know some of y'all in here, y'all, y'all looking all sweet this morning. Your face is sparkling this morning. But I know some of y'all have almost been to the end of your rope. Tired of not on and you thought you was holding on. But the truth of the matter is it was him that did it because he told the devil how far to go because he knew how much you couldn't bear and you can't take no more. That's why Isaiah said in his book 59:19, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And so when I looked at that, I said, what? My God, my God. And then the Lord took me back to the text and he starts showing me that reason why I'm not qualified, but at the same time, he makes me qualified is because of the fact if you will, kind of go back to the text and I'm, I'm going I'm to let y'all go. I might not squeal this morning. Mm. 
the reason why I won't get my stuff is because look in verse number one of the text. He says this. Uh, let me read the, the line part of it. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. And this jumped out at me. Thou art mine. Oh, Lord. You could discuss that with your neighbor. Hmm. I'm his. Give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm his. Hmm. Hmm. God can take care of his stuff. Hmm. I'm his. I'm, I'm his. So, what you mean? You mean, yes, I'm going to get my stuff because I'm his. Some stuff you give your kids not because you always want to give it to them. But it is my child. I would leave them out there but because they're mine I bring them in and do some good things for them. How many of y'all know God brought you in not because you was good but he brought you in because simply because you was his. And he brought you in and he delivered you and amen then he then I looked at uh, verse number three see verse one says that I'm his verse three says beginning of that verse says I am the Lord thy God I'm his He's God. Mm, tell your neighbor, I'm his, and he's God. I want you to feel it down in your spirit now. Say it again. I am his, and he's God. Mm, my God. So now I see the qualification coming in for me to get my stuff. It's not because I'm all of that in a bag of chips. It's because I'm his, and he's God. I went back and I started looking at uh, when God make a promise to you. God don't make a promise that he can't fulfill. Because when he makes the promise, he has already calculated your weakness. He's already calculated your, your limitation. He's already calculated your history. But after doing all that calculation, he said, I'm going to give it to you anyhow. I'm going to let you win a battle I know you never fought before. I know you don't know how to use the spear nor the sword, but I'm going to give it to you. But I heard him cry out and said, Amen. I, I remember Israel when Israel was going down to their promised land. That was their next movement, Denise. And hallelujah, I know you, some of y'all got a new, amen, a rising coming. And God have already told you that I got something in store for you. But the demons in hell is always reminding you of what you don't have. But the truth of the matter is, all you need is faith. Faith will qualify you. Give somebody a high five. Say, faith will qualify me. Now, sometimes it's difficult to have faith when you look at your limitation. When you look at how many times you failed. But God said, I'm going to do it for you. 
I'm reminded Denise when God told Israel I'm going to carry you down and I'm going to give you the lane of the Hittites, the Perizzite, the Jubasite and all of those sites I'm going to give it to you though you've never fought in a battle I'm going to do it because you are mine and I am God Almighty he said they are occupying the lane right now so the weeds won't grow amen right now you are about to go into your blessing somebody else already have it but they're only keeping out the weeds and the briars but God said I'm going to give it to you and then they looked and God said well I'm going to give you the lame and Israel went took a look and some of y'all just as bad as Israel you done looked at what's ahead of you you done seen a house that you think you can't get you done seen a car that you can't make the car payment but honey you don't need to worry about that when God said I'm going to give it to you can't nobody hold it back from you God tell this I'm going to give you a lamb amen seven nations that are mightier than you are somebody that's more educated than you are already got your position but God said I'm going to give it to you I'm going to give it to you because you are mine and I am God almighty it was mine in the beginning and I'm going to give it to whomever I want to give it to so we need to get our minds off of trying to work for everything. I'm not saying to sit down and be lazy. Do the best you can where you are. But no, God has promised me some more. Is there anybody here that, done, that you know God has promised you more than you got? Now, if you know that, I want you to just pop up right quick and sit back down. More than what I got. I didn't get anybody that time. Let's do it one more time. More than what I got. All right. He said, I'm going to give it to you. And some of y'all are saying, how, and, and, and that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about all the giants out here that's better communicators, better preachers, better strategists, than I am. I'm just a country boy. Oh, yes. But God told me, James, you are not qualified where you are. But I'm going to simply give it to you. Oh, my God. Because you're mine, I'm going to give it to you. And I start thinking, uh, I, I did a little schooling, got a little degrees and all that other kind of stuff, but still didn't qualify me. But God says, in my steam room, God says, I'm going to give it to you. And I started thanking God and giving him glory. And then that scripture, Numbers 14 and 8, jumped in my mind and think this is what it says if the Lord delight in us whoo, and you say well preacher what give God delight the thing nothing give God more delight than you believe that in spite of what it looked like God can do what he said he can do 
hallelujah and I wonder now how many unsaved people got what you should have had because you couldn't believe God and, and when I start reading the book of numbers especially around the 33rd and 34 I start noticing that Israel is not the only people that God drove the giants out for for he drove them out for the Edomites and if he drove them out for the Edomites he's about to drive out a giant for me is there a witness in the house that God is about to bless me God is about to do something great for me and then as that wasn't enough y'all remember the scripture we gave you back in the book of John 438 I want somebody to get it in this stand to your feet because you might have forgotten and just stand to your feet and read it out loud matter of fact just run on down front I'm going to give you the mic and let you read it for me somebody get it right quick right quick right quick and run on down front I'm going to give you the mic oh Ooh. John 4:38 I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. No labor. No labor. No labor. No labor. Shout it again. No labor. No labor. I sent you to reap whereon you bestowed what? No labor. Other men labored. And ye are entered into their labors. Somebody is getting the position ready for you. They get not all the bumps and the all the little cracks and everything else out of position. And then God is gonna bring you into the position. He don't want you to do it because see, he's sending the giants because it takes giants to pull up weeds and trees. But I'm letting the giants get the lane ready. They are big enough to do the hard work. But after they've done the hard work, I'm going to bring you in and you're going to eat the fruit of the lane. Is there anybody in the house ready to eat? Are you ready to eat? Jump to your feet and eat, 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 eat. Somebody in the face, I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. Oh, y'all ain't ready to eat. Y'all ain't got no appetite. Anybody ready to eat? How about over here? Anybody over here ready to eat? Jump your face. Eat, 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 eat. And look, God ain't going to bring you in in the wintertime. I'm going to bring you in in the spring of the year when the fruit is already on the tree. You're going to do double time because somebody has planted the tree, got rid of all of the insects, now the fruit is ready to be picked. I'm going to bring you in at picking time. 
Somebody shout, it's picking time. It's picking time. It's picking time. I'm bringing you in at picking time. Might not still got the degree. Might not have the influence. Might not even have a strategy. What is your strategy for beating your giants? Go up at once. What kind of strategy is that? God told Israel, and this is what the man said. He said, they, they, they made the report say, the guys in that, in that land is so big, them things eat, eat you like you're a chocolate raisin. Lord have mercy. Woo. Oh, Lord have mercy. Not a chocolate raisin, nah. Put the other one there. No, 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 tell me the white one. What that one called? Yogurt, there you go. Or just like you've been dipped in yogurt. Chocolate raisins and yogurt dip. Ooh, Lord have mercy. But this is what God said. He told the man, let's go up at once. Because see, if you don't have faith, you can't move. That's why some of us are paralyzed right now. Because you done made what you want bigger than what you can get. It's just a thing. Can you just look at somebody and say, it's just a thing. Now, you know, I thought that was fascinating. And then I noticed something else. I noticed in the fourth verse, the latter clause of the fourth verse. Because I'm good and warm. I'm going to let y'all go. Can't sweat. I can't sweat. And then the, the Holy Ghost started talking in my ear. This is what it says. I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for their lives. And something like a gong rung out on the inside of me. How many people have died in my place? I should have died. But because he loved me, when death came, he sent them somewhere else. Look, it, look, look, look what it says. Look what it says. I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. So when God wanted to keep you alive, death can't be disappointed. He sent death somewhere else. And you're living by the grace of God. Anybody here know that you should have died? But instead of you, oh, y'all ain't never had no near life experience, death experience. But is there anybody know I, I should have died? Somebody died on that day, but it just won't you. Woo, God, I thank you. He let somebody else die on that day because God won't write it for you because you had not yet inherited the land and the blessing that God got in store for you. 
Now I want somebody here that had a near-death experience stand to your feet and say, somebody die in my place. Somebody, I should have died. Oh, but somebody, somebody that was healthier than I was. Somebody who was younger than I was. Somebody that wasn't in a better shape as I was in. Somebody died in my place. Why? Because I'm his. So, needless to say, I had a good steam bath that day. And I want y'all to know, you are precious to God. Prophesy to somebody right now, tell them, it ain't over for you. So all you need to do is turn your faith. Now let me tell you what. This morning I was laying in the bed. Lord just talked to me. I think uh, he don't talk to me in the parking lot. He told me different places. But I lay in the bed. And the Lord said, the reason why I don't want you at the place where you feel like you're qualified is because you will become arrogant. And guess what he did? I then I said, what about Hezekiah? Good case. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and reminded God of all the good stuff he had done. Lived 15 years, got a son who was the most wicked ruler over the people called, his name was Manassas. And as a result of him, Israel was taken out of the presence of God. Hezekiah reminded him of what all he had done. Told God, I'm qualified to live. God gave him 15 years, all right, but the whole 15 years was a big mess. He should have died. So God don't want you reminding him of all the stuff you've done. You remember, he the one that did it. You didn't do it. He did it. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Somebody, dreams might have died, but it's not over for you.